Welcome to the Accessible South Africa Travel Podcast. This is a podcast where we discuss travel in South Africa and beyond for persons with disabilities and special needs with our host, Lois Strachan. Join us as we share inspiring stories of people who travel, exciting, accessible travel experiences, and showcase service providers who will accommodate those with special needs. And now, on with the show. And thanks for joining us on today's episode of A Different Way of Travelling, a podcast on accessible travel brought to you by Accessible South Africa. I'm your host, Lois Strachan, and I'm away from Cape Town at the moment. I'm joining you all the way from Paris in France. But that hasn't stopped us putting together an episode for you. So let's dive straight into that. Today, we're interviewing Sristi KC the owner and founder of the Blind Rocks organization. And Sristi presents workshops across the globe, but also her organization seeks to support those with visual impairments living in Nepal. It was a fascinating conversation with with Sristi, and I hope that you'll join us for that interview. Then from there, we're traveling up the garden route to the Nyasna Elephant Park. But we'll go to meet the elephants after we hear from Sristi. Today on the Different Way of Travelling podcast, we're interviewing Sristi KC, who lives in Nepal. And Sristi is the owner and founder of the organization Blind Rocks. Sristi, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. How are you doing? Thank you so much, Louis. I'm fine. How are you? I'm doing well, thank you. So Sristi, maybe we can start off by just asking you to introduce yourself to our listeners. Tell us a little bit about your story and the work that you do. So my name is Tristi Casey and I come from Nepal. So I happened to lose my sight when I was 16 years old and it was due to the wrong uh, medical prescription. So, but I always say that though I lost my sight, I got the vision of my life because initially when I was, when I got blind, I was completely shocked. And then I decided to transform my shocking life into rocking life. That's when I decided to come up with this idea of blind rocks to rock the life of the blind people. So what does Blind Rocks do? So Blind Rocks uh, is an organization that actually travels all around the world. We do different workshops, such as we do workshop on dance, we do workshop on interpersonal skills like body language, gestures, postures, emotions and expression. We do workshop on fashion, teach blind makeup, hairstyles. We walk on ram with our white cane as a fashion probe or as a pride. We also recently did Mr. and Miss Blind Rockers. We go adventure like paragliding, rafting, rock climbing. Actually, we do. Actually, we try to bring all the colorful aspects of life among the blind people. So this, what we are doing, uh, actually traveling all around the world, not just all around Nepal, but have been uh, have reached so far like more than 10 countries maybe doing the workshop. Wow, that's exciting. Well, maybe we can shift there because this is a podcast about travel. 
So maybe you can tell us a little bit about the travel that you've experienced. Uh-huh. Yeah, I love traveling. Actually, that is one of the rewards that I give myself when, <laughs> like, you know, the work I've been overloaded and I'm stressed out. And so then I just try to go to new places because I think it always gives me, like, you know, new feeling, new experience and help and help to appreciate my own life better. So I do travel all around Nepal as well to different remote parts to see the, you know, to experience different lives. And I do love traveling abroad, you know. So, yeah, I really enjoy doing that. So mostly I have traveled around Europe and Asia country and uh, not yet Africa or Latin America, but really looking forward. And you recently went to Australia, I believe. Uh, it was the last year I went to Australia, but uh, soon I'm going to Malaysia. Oh, that's wonderful. I'd like to kind of find out a little bit more about your own country and how accessible it is. So what would you say um, if, if someone asked you about the accessibility of Nepal? What are some of the good points and what are some of the areas that you find are more of a challenge for someone with a visual impairment in terms of accessibility? I'd love to start with the good points <laughs> because uh, Nepal is a very social country and friendly country. I would say that with proud, you know, with pride, mm -hmm. because like the people are very, very helpful around here. So like if we are walking, I mean, if you need to cross a road or if you need to reach from point A to point B, we can easily ask help from our people and every people are up there to help, you know, so that the people are quite accessible in Nepal. So that's a really good part, despite the fact that the roads are not that friendly that as we find around Europe or in other developed countries, because, you know, we don't have that rupture paths or, uh, or the audio clues in the traffic lights and all. So uh, uh, infrastructure wise, though, there's not much accessible, but I think, you know, people are very helpful. So that can be minimized, but I think it's always good to improve in physical infrastructure part as well. And in terms of the infrastructure, things like um, trains and other forms of transport, how, how easily accessible are those? Since Nepal is a landlocked country, we don't have uh, trains or tram, but we have more like a, a bus or a micro van and other kind of uh, transport system. Okay, thank you. So useful to know. I'm always curious to find out what the situation is in other countries. Mm -hmm. So then moving, you know, if, if someone who is visually impaired were to contact you and say, I want to come to Nepal, what advice would you give them in terms of accessible travel? Yeah, I would highly encourage the one to come to Nepal. If you are adventure lover, Nepal is very good for adventurous activities as well. You can go hiking, you can go trekking, or you can paraglide or go rock climbing or river rafting. If you are a peace lover, there are, there are many heritage places and monuments which you could really visit and, uh, you know, have a have a good experience about it. You can also try many, many cuisines. You can really, there are a lot, kind of many different kinds of food. And as I was saying before, you'll simply love the people. So I think that what will make you come Nepal again and again. So I would highly encourage you to come just pack a bag and just book a ticket and just come to Nepal and we'll, there, we'll be there to welcome you. That sounds like a wonderful thing. So 
if when you travel either within your country but outside of your your own environment or to a country other than Nepal how do you go about preparing what research do you do what do you do to just prepare for that journey so when i travel outside the country i normally uh, check a bit of their culture you know because then sometimes there might be a cultural shock <laughs> of course i do check the weather <laughs> because that matters a lot <laughs> and then also like i try to see if i could connect with some people who are already there so actually i could explore more than only the mission i had to reach there you know and then sometimes just to leave it as a as a surprise also works like whatever comes in just accept and take it as an adventure so uh, whatever comes in so you don't do much research I accept that too but uh, i do i do basic research as well so okay what, what... I, i do basic research but then i'm also open for the adventure okay so how independently or how independent are you when you travel yes i am Uh, because most of the time i travel alone so but then i always say like when we travel alone actually we are never alone because we meet so many people and then they quickly becomes our good friends and then you know it's uh, and it's so precious that some are really long lasting so seriously when you're traveling to an unfamiliar destination or you're going in and around in a country that you're not familiar with What technology do you use to help you navigate and to make your travels easier? Uh okay so firstly normally I'm not much a technological girl so <laughs> I hardly use technology to be honest. Mostly I I mostly depend on my white cane and people like I ask them I like you know try to make a mental map and say okay how should I go about it where is the train I should take where should I get off and all. But then I do sometimes use a uh, GPS and uh, once i had used this um, uh, technological like a lechel which is like you put something inside the shoes and whenever you have to make a turn it it used to vibrate but it wasn't much helpful for me because maybe i'm not much technological girl <laughs> i couldn't really know how to use that so i got more confused when it when it was vibrating every time so i rather prefer just to go with my white cane that sounds like an interesting technology <laughs> It sounds like an interesting technology. It's not one that I've come across before. So it it's a Yeah, I had not known about before, but then it it's something like a it, it it's like a, a sole of a shoes, then you put inside your shoes and there's a little battery, then uh, there is an app on your phone called Little App, then you just put your uh, destiny there, the location there. Then as you walk, then it like you know wherever you have to make a turn then it starts vibrating if i have to make a right turn my right foot vibrates and if i have to make re- left turn my left foot vibrates but then when i was on bus it, it both sometimes my both feet used to vibrate and i didn't know should i jump or should i do it so confused and then i just stopped putting that oh lovely and is it comfortable in the shoes or or does it make sort of yes, It's very comfortable though. Great. I must look into that. <laughs> Can you tell us one of your favorite travel experiences so far? Oh, it would be hard for me to choose one because each has its own memory. But then uh I think one uh when 
I have I had one very challenging one maybe that would be nicer to share because there's a lot of good experience uh once I was in a Bangalore India uh, for a workshop and all I like I was just exploring the places doing blind rocks workshop in different organization and all but then now uh, uh, with a plan that I had gone that did not really work so actually I was with one of the friend and um the money that i had carried with myself everything got over and i was just stuck in the middle of the city with no money with with no idea where to go where to sleep what to eat mm-hmm. and that was quite challenging and but there was my one friend together with me uh, from germany and he said like let's not worry let's see whatever comes let's just trust each other and try to find a space so i got chan- i got connected with one of the friend whom i had never met before but i knew he stayed there i just got in touch with him and he was kind enough to give us space to you know <laughs> to rest that day in his house and then i was the only female to go to that house but then i was like okay you know i'm with a good mission nothing wrong goes everything will be fine and as as i thought everything went fine and like you know then uh, the next day my friend sent the money then we were able to come back to our place where we had left from so that was a bit challenging journey but then now looking back like i could say wow you know i survived like i have gone through so many experiences that i can really cherish like all uh, sometimes very obstacle situation and sometimes like luxury time as well because uh, let me share the luxury experience when i was invited to russia for the workshop i like they were really treating me <laughs> a very like you know i don't know how to say it and then i would change like dresses three times a day wow. they would take me everywhere for my hair for my makeup for interviews and into the schools and they were treating me like a like a star and then it was like <laughs> oh my god i'm somewhere else where i for whom i have never met before but then you're making my life heaven so that was really <laughs> great experience again yeah, it sounds like it sounds like an experience where they were giving me so many food yeah so many food that i was not able to eat and the other experience was i wasn't i was starving so sometimes you know i have experience of like getting a lot of food sometimes starving so all kind of experiences so that's good of traveling i think it's one of the beauties of traveling is the the ability to kind of see a diff- slightly different culture a slightly different world from the one we normally inhabit so probably like you've had some really wonderful yeah. experiences mm-hmm. what advice would you give to a venue owner a service provider or a tourist attraction who wants to learn a little bit more about making their services more accessible to someone who's visually impaired where should they start uh i think it would be very it would be better that uh, if people do consider that there are people with disability around the world who are traveler because normally uh, like people with disability are not like you know people don't think that we travel or we could be a client to go to some places i think that's the mindset change that people should have and really welcome people with disability and help try to promote a culture uh, accessible and inclusive culture for people with disability as well so that we could also travel in any places like any other tourists so like our disability our disability not be a barrier for us to travel some places so i think the first step would be the mindset to and really to think from all the service provider or any tourism industry to think how could they make the service more accessible and more inclusive for all people 
I think you're right because there's that first step is the the will to make a difference, to make a change. Exactly. Mm. Thank yeah. you for that advice. So where can people contact you and Blind Rocks? So in so through social media, uh, through our website. So if you just type Blind Rocks, then you'll find our Blind Rocks page, which you could follow. Or we also have our website, which is www.blindrocks.org. It's B-L-I-N-D-R-O-C-K-S dot O-R-G. So through that, you can get our contacts and definitely write to us. And that's what I would expect too. Great. Wonderful. Thank you so much. So our final question then. We know that sometimes people with disabilities are a little bit nervous about moving away from their comfort zone and, and experiencing new places, new experiences. What advice would you give to other blind and visually impaired people to help inspire them to go and travel? I'll say that if you stay in your comfort zone, then you'll never see the world. And I think you'll miss out the most beautiful experience of life because, you know, life is short. So please do not miss the opportunity of really traveling around and experiencing the fullest of the life. So I'd really say travel, live life, and then also not just live life, but actually understand life because that's what traveling is. Thank you so much. Those are some wonderful pieces of advice. Today on the Different Way of Traveling podcast, we've been chatting to Sristi KC from the organization Blind Rocks in Kathmandu in Nepal. Sristi, thank you so much for spending some time with us and telling us a little bit about your experiences. Thank you so much, Louis, also for me giving this opportunity to express my views among a larger audience. Thank you so much. Now it's time for the Service Provider Spotlight, a segment where we shine a spotlight on a service provider who is accommodating the needs of travelers with disabilities. Today, we're going to the Neisner Elephant Park, which is situated between Neisner and Plettenberg Bay on the Garden Route in South Africa. This is an opportunity for you to get up close and personal with a herd of African elephants and to see these majestic animals as they move around freely on the property. There are a large number of accessible features and the day walks which depart every half hour between 9am and 3pm are accessible to anyone. They have all the facilities available to accommodate your needs. The breakfast and overnight stays however are not accessible for persons with mobility impairments. But if you do have one of the other disabilities and would like to try one of these remarkable experiences, we suggest you contact the service provider directly through the website and find out what is and is not available to you. To find out more information, please hop on to the Accessible South Africa website on www.accessiblesouthafrica.co.za and you'll find the Neisner Elephant Park under the Activities tab. Our travel quote for this week is from Indian author Anita Desai, who said, Wherever you go, 
becomes part of you somehow. From me, as your host, I wish you a wonderful journey from here. Until we meet next time, happy travels. That's it from us for this time. You can find Accessible South Africa on the web at accessiblesouthafrica.co.za or on Facebook and Instagram at Accessible South Africa or on Twitter at AccessibleSA. You can also email us at podcast at accessiblesouthafrica.co.za Editing by Deirdre Gower. Our theme music is by Louis Chichao based on a motif by Lois Strachan. Credits read by Andre de Toy, the big positive guy. Thanks for joining us on Accessible South Africa Travel Podcast. We'll see you next time. And until then, happy travels. Mm-hmm.